You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast. Alicia here with a very husky and sexy voice. I've been making extra money uh, on phone lines. I am very happy to be sharing some time with my lovely cousins, Belinda and Luke. You may have heard of them prior. Well, if you've listened to the show, I'm sure you've heard me talk about them or listen to the episodes in preparation for their wedding, which was last November in Hawaii. And uh, we had such an amazing time and I've been promising that we would update everyone on how it all went, highs and lows, ins and outs, and uh, so much to say. Belinda, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And I think I'm about to lose my voice next. <laughs> Great. You, you probably all inherited my disease. Yeah. So sorry if I'm a little scratchy. Um, so you guys got hitched. We had an amazing time in Hawaii. And I think the last episode we were all tooling around Iceland and having a holiday together and you were in about six months out from six? Yeah, six yeah. months out from your wedding. And you had a lot of stuff sorted out and we had some really good feedback from your episodes where people were sort of saying they loved how relaxed you were. I'm glad people thought that. No, I was relaxed. Honestly, I was until it was only the week before that I, I mean, I was a bride chiller overall, but the, it was just the week before that I was a little, um, uh, how do we say it? I don't know. You weren't, I don't think you were stressed. I think it was more other people were causing yes. you guys some unrest. Yes. Yes. And we can talk about why that was, but yeah, no, I was generally speaking, I was relaxed. I would think. I think you're pretty relaxed for the most part. That's what I meant to say, at least. Yeah, I love that the casual pause from the husband. Yeah, you definitely were relaxed. <laughs> so let's go back. So if I haven't already mentioned, Belinda, yeah, you're my cousin. We have a bunch of Australian family and friends that came over from Australia. Duh. And we came from England and you have, Luke, a lot of American family and friends. So it was like a big cultural celebration. People came from everywhere, which was exciting. And that's why you chose Hawaii. We were originally looking to do two ceremonies, one in America, one in Australia, and then we just saw the dollar signs add up. And now looking back, we would have been crazy to do that. I mean, if you can pull it off, I have a lot of respect for that. But we would have been crazy just because it did take a lot of um, time and effort. And then we just thought putting it in Hawaii in a central place um, would be a good alternative and to be honest like it just it was just so perfect in that sense that everyone seemed to get yeah. along well together which was great yeah and it was just great because like everyone I don't know everyone was there for a holiday as well as to celebrate with us mm. and I kind of love that because just everyone was relaxed from the get-go and we ended up doing more of a three-day event type of thing because the other thing was when you have a destination wedding you know, people are traveling a long way and paying a lot of money. So we wanted to make sure that even though we weren't over the top with our budget, we just wanted to make sure that people had a good experience and didn't feel gypped that they came all this way for one day. Um, so that's why we ended up doing more of a three-day extravaganza, which it wasn't an extravaganza. No. It was just a three-day kind of event. So we started off with the... Um, Friday night, we did a welcome party at a bar where we just hired out a back area for a family reception dinner, but literally just told everyone to meet at the bar and 
you know, come for a drink. Um, and then the Saturday was the wedding. And then on Sunday, we did a recovery barbecue. All of this was op- optional. Oh, well, the wedding wasn't as optional. <laughs> but yeah, all of it was optional. But it was kind of nice because we did get to then actually spend quality time with everyone. Because like I said, we ended up having about 85 people and that that actually felt like a lot on the day. It did. Um, but having those extra days just to properly catch up with everyone because it's true people had told me that advice that like it just goes so fast on the actual wedding day and without a doubt it just it was speedy and before we knew it it was over but it was great because it meant that we had that like next day to hang out so we did this recovery barbecue and it was next to the beach and then everyone got in the water and was on the floats um and then I fell off which was a highlight I just want to say I got dumped by a huge wave. Um, but yeah, it was great. And then yeah, it just it was just this memorable long weekend. I I agree with you from a guest point of view. Like we instantly got to Hawaii and instantly felt relaxed. Like it felt like we were on this amazing summer vacay. And I think everyone was chilled out and took that as a an extended holiday. So I think it was a really good you know decision for you guys because I think people really said, all right, we're going to stay a week and have a nice time and not feel rushed. Like you said, some people go to destinations and they fly in one night and fly out two days later and it can feel a bit like, oh, what are we doing? But I think everyone or most of your guests took took a bit of time off to really enjoy it. So it did feel like it was quite chill, like everyone was just naturally chilled. Yeah, and I will say like if, you know, if you're contemplating a destination wedding, obviously I would say go for it. But it is a big decision because you are going to miss out on some things. Like you're not going to have all the family there that perhaps you would have if you had it locally. Like unfortunately Luke's grandparents weren't able to be there. Um, So you're not going to have it all, but I think you just get a totally different experience than having the wedding in your hometown, Mm. local church, which there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, yeah, it's a different experience. And it's funny because the guests, just everyone was just, I think because, I mean, I I would hope it's because our wedding was the best wedding ever. But I think everyone's <laughs> just so happy and they're like, oh, Hawaii was so memorable. And I think it's because it's part of their vacation as well as the wedding. So, yeah. Well, I think part of it too, like you said, a lot of people made it into a vacation. And so all of our friends and family kind of vacationing together. So we had these groups of, you know, all our Chicago friends went on the same trips together and Mm -hmm. they all became close and and had some meetups after they came back. And it was really great how all the Australians and Americans got along well. And then we did some Australian traditions, American traditions. Mm -hmm. It was, I think it was pretty great how we kind of merged it all in together. Yeah. I think destination is probably even more convenient for people that are, joining two cultures together just because that sometimes can be a little bit awkward and it wasn't at all. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of immersed themselves into the situation. and um, Except for when they try to teach me how to do the nutbush <laughs> okay. dance. Okay. <laughs> I want to come back to the family stuff, but let's just acknowledge this. So we – this is so, so strange. In Australia, in school, we do uh, – in our PE classes, we used to do dance classes and one of the songs – was the Nutbush City Limits, which I will play you an excerpt now. Oh, 
So Tina Turner, great song. In Oz, we learn this dance, which is a very simple, like, sidestep, sidestep, kick, kick, knee, knee. Uh, and then I just figured that everyone knew this song and it was like a dance that everyone knew. And none of the Americans knew the dance. So we ended up getting up and doing this. Like, all the Aussies got up and showed uh, the Americans how to do this Nutbush City Limits dance. And I think I've got some video. I'll see if it's good enough quality to put on the website. Okay, this is Alicia from the future. Well, the current, the present, not to confuse. And my voice is nearly better. Uh, I just wanted to really um, just bring home the weirdness of the Nutbush City Limits. Most people are going to listen and go, I don't give a shit, Alicia. But every time we talk about this, more people are miffed by the popularity of this song in my mother country. If you search on Reddit, there's lots of subreddits about the Australian school curriculum and this sort of enforced dance classes that we used to do. Other songs, just want to share this with you for general knowledge, other songs that we danced to were Popcorn. Which was like being in the middle of some sort of acid trip where all the kids got really riled up and just the dance got quicker and quicker. That was weird. And I also remember Cliff Richards, Wired for Sound. (laughs) That is absolutely enough of that. Anyway, I, I, I think now when you just talk about it, it seems that the Australian school curriculum, even though I was going to school in the 90s, so maybe you feel really old, um, was really stuck in 1973. So I think that's our answer. Anyway, I'll let us carry on with our conversation. Thanks for indulging me. And uh, if you do want to learn more about dancing in the Australian school curriculum, I'm going to add some links to a very funny subreddits about this very topic. I'm sure Aussies listening will go, oh, of course. Um, but then the Americans, you guys got up and did a country song. Kind of like a dance off. I don't. I don't remember. I think it was like the Cupid Shuffle or oh, the yeah, Electric Cupid, Side yeah. or one of those. I don't. Who knows? But um, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of funny that you're like, Wait, you guys don't know this song. Everyone knows Tina Turner, but nobody had even really heard of that. Yeah, song. it's like a secret song. And yeah. All the American and even we, we were here. We're here to celebrate Belinda's thirtieth birthday. And last night we were sitting around the campfire, played the Nutbush City Limits, and none of the people around the campfire knew it. Yeah. It's, we didn't plan any of this either. It was like just a yeah, it was totally on the spot. Um, yeah, I would like to say we were invited. We were so happy to be invited to your one of your family barbecues. The, you know, in the the week, the nights before the wedding, and it was so great to get to know Luke's family because Rich and I went along and um, got to know everyone. And of course, we'd heard about all these people, but hadn't put the uh, names and faces to them and it just felt for us like we were getting to know some of our new extended family so I think that was such a great addition and it wasn't formal I love that it was just a barbecue around a pool well and I think that's one great thing about both of our families I think we can have just a a nice relaxed time without going to like you know four five star restaurant or you know we can just do these spur of the moment things and and I think both Belinda and I have done that with our families on our own but the fact that we can merge them together and it just it seemed like they kind of just fit in seamlessly 
which we thought was great. And like you said, like you don't have to do, I, I would suggest trying to do a little family event beforehand, but it doesn't have to be fancy. Just do something that you guys would normally do, you know, whether it is have a barbecue or, you know, brunch at your favorite restaurant, whatever it might be. Like I think people, when they plan these weddings, they're like, oh, I need to, you know, go big, mm. go big or go home. And it just, I think the more natural it is, the the easier it'll be for you guys dress-wise, but also it's just... It's a nice experience for your guests. I love the merging of Aussie laid-backness and American, not formality, but I think a lot of American weddings, especially doing this podcast, I've learnt so much about traditions and the fact that people do have, they like to stick to the plan and stick to traditions. But I felt like there was a nice mixture of using some of those traditions but also adding a bit of australianism to it which is like yeah fine let's be cash well and we had a great bartender too and so alcohol is always the great equalizer <laughs> yeah, too that, and so. she was great i can't stress <laughs> enough how much you need to invest if you're gonna have a bartender you need to really uh make sure it's a good one because i think that they're also interacting with the guests just as much as what you are um so i think they i don't know it's important for them to be having a good time because that vibe then is reflective of the guests as well Okay, well, let's talk about the things that went really well for you, things that you would change, if any, and things that you would recommend, especially from a destination point of view, but also just things that you enjoyed. I love the bartender comment because I remember her. Like, she was memorable. Yeah. She was sassy. Yeah. She mixed a really good drink. And you you purchased the alcohol and gave it to her, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it's funny because they, um, we, our planner, gave us kind of two options, well, she had more options but she's like these are the two I use and it's funny we'll look at this other company and they made these really pretty drinks you know it was like hipster Hawaii drinks <laughs> it was like almost double the price but I don't know I just think even though this lady wasn't overly fancy she just had the personality and oh, she was almost entertainment in herself so I think that's another thing like although it wasn't aesthetically the prettiest kind of cocktail well, she did a great job she, with that too. Right. And, she and still she did a great a- job, but it wasn't, yeah, she didn't have the fancy website with, you know, all the reviews and the pictures and the Instagram posts. She wasn't like that, but it just, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm just so glad we went with her. Just talking about reviews, one thing I, we forgot to mention was when we arrived in Hawaii, Belinda had dropped a couple of kilos. <laughs> Unnecessarily, I would say, because you're very slim and gorgeous. But when we arrived in Hawaii, we went to our apartment that we were all staying in and Belinda took me into the bedroom and said I'm going to try my wedding dress on and I want your opinion (laughs) and you put the dress on it was beautiful yeah you were saying around the boozy area the bosoms yeah it's funny because people said like I you know I did try I was being healthier than usual and I was working out more than usual I Mm. wasn't going extreme um, but be, people did say to me, oh, yeah, you lose weight the last minute with stress. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen to me. Um, but I think it does, you know, there's a lot going on. And, yeah, so when I did try on my dress, it I had picked it up four weeks before, which in all fairness, like probably sh- should have maybe picked it up closer. But it, that was just the situation because the um, dress was from a different city to what I live in. Anyways, it's just crazy how much I changed in the last, the four weeks before the wedding. So, yeah, we kind of were like, oh, Alicia politely said, yes, it needs a little nip and tuck. So we um, went on Yelp and just looked for some some, uh, alteration places and uh, 
God bless Maui, there wasn't a lot of options. But it's funny, we just came across one lady on um, Yelp and gave her a call. And next thing you know, we were at her apartment and she was pinning me. And she, it's funny, I've told this story before and people are like, oh my gosh, you dropped off your dress like the week before your wedding or days before your wedding and pick and and then we ended up picking it up the day before the wedding and I just had to put a lot of trust in this lady that you know she wouldn't ruin the dress and she would make it a-okay and it it worked out like a charm like it honestly it was kind of one of those weird things that it was meant to be that I had that final like alteration done with someone who didn't make my wedding dress I had nothing to do with it yeah, she was really disconnect, like, disconnected in a good way from it. And the funny thing is, Belinda and I turned up at this apartment and it's a back room in her flat. And she's got a sewing room and her cat's there. And, I like, it could have gone... It could have gone really, really <laughs> south fast. It was a bit like a movie scene. And, um, and we both looked at each other going, all right, like there was this sort of unspoken, like, we gonna, is this what we're going to do? And then she, we said, how much for the... Yeah, that was a bit nerve-wracking because, you know, obviously I wanted to... At that point, honestly, I I probably would have paid anything because I just wanted to make sure that the dress fit and it wasn't, you know... If you finally found that great dress and if it's just not quite right, you know, I would have been thinking about it all day, but... And also, can we just mention, if you go back and listen to the other episodes that Belinda and Luke feature in, Belinda does tell a, a story about her original dress... It's a bit of a saga. Yes. I will link to it in the show notes today so you can find the episode. But you hadn't had great luck. No. My dress shopping was a little traumatic, um, but I ended up getting a winner and, um, yeah, just needed a, just needed a few little tweaks. And tucks. Yeah. Um, but this lady, she was so lovely. She was like, yep, I can do it. And I was like, oh, how much is that going to be? Just curious. And she said, I honestly just don't know. I can't give you a ballpark because it all depends on how much time it's going to take me and I have to get up in the dress. And so I was kind of like, okay, this is it. Dropped it off. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt nervous because I was like, I have no idea how much I had no idea. Money. It could have been $50. It could have been 500 we had no idea. And you um, left going, I think it's going to be like $400. Yeah, and I was like, you know what, <clears throat> do I want to spend this? No, but I, you know, <laughs> it was one of those things at that point, I just, I wanted to make sure the dress was perfect. But anyway, we returned on the Friday, um, the wedding was on the Saturday, um, and we went and picked up the dress and fit like a glove, um, and she was like, that'll be $80. <laughs> <laughs> And my jaw nearly dropped because I was like, you've got to be kidding because she would have spent a lot of time on it. But that's just, I don't know whether that's island life because let me tell you, in Chicago, that would not have been $80 to do. (laughs) It would have been a few hundred. Plus, like, doing it four days before the wedding never would have happened. She knew you were in a hurry and I thought that was a good sign that she was an honest business person, probably too honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so it was one of those things that, like, in theory, like, and when I've told this story, people are like, oh, how are you not freaking out? Oh, my goodness. But it was just one of those things is like, yeah, you know, you've just got to take a chance, and it it worked out. It just – and I wasn't going to spend the week I was in Hawaii stressing about whether the lady might have accidentally, like, burnt my dress or the cat got in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just – it worked out. So I think it's just – it goes back to I didn't expect that that was going to happen either. You've just got to be also open-minded to last-minute 
changes and last minute uh, events happening. So I think, yeah, we were open-minded about that, which was good. That's also why we went out to Hawaii a little early, just to make sure that we had time to yeah. plan around the unplanned. So let's talk about your wedding planner, Maui wedding planner lady. We, mm, how do we feel? So I did speak about her in the last podcast. Um, she was, I wouldn't say she was giving me anxiety. She just was making me question, like, why we paid for a wedding planner. Um, and there was just a, a few, uh, it's not miscommunications. It was just a Maybe few. Maybe just a few troubling troubling signs, signs. When, <laughs> when she introduced herself to me about three times because she couldn't remember she met me it was just yeah and then when our november wedding we were asking about the weather and she's like oh don't worry the weather in january is awesome <laughs> yeah and we're like oh, oh wrong month married next month. um yeah and even like the week before uh, not the week it was three days before the wedding we went to the venue to do the run through mm. and she thought the wedding was on friday <laughs> and it was actually on a saturday so there was a few um, hiccups there in terms of like her giving some mixed signals um, to her planning capabilities. But honestly, on the day, she just brought it. Yeah. I can't – there's only one thing that I could say that I'll, I wish she did, which was put a light, more light on the dessert table, which is such a stupid thing, but – I can't fault her for anything she did on the day. Like she just, and I think that's like, and also I have a friend um, who was, you know, not in a similar situation as us to the extent where her planner was that worrying, but um, she said the same about her wedding, that her planner was a bit flaky per se um, up until the day, but then on the day just brought it together. And I think that's what they, I mean, that's what they do well, right? They're, They're there to execute all the planning that they've done. So Mm. I can't fault her in any way for what she did on the day. Um, No, I I think she did an excellent job on the day because everything went smoothly and we didn't really notice her, which I guess... I had no idea she was there, which I think is a good thing. If everything goes correctly and you don't notice the planner, that means she probably did everything well. And she wasn't up. I know she was communicating with... Alicia, for example, and my parents. So she was communicating and yep. she was visible to other people, but she wasn't up up in our junk. No. I, I, I actually thought when we first met and having had the back story of um, her, not flakiness, but just poor communication potentially and some of the mistakes of forgetting who you are and when you're getting married, which was a little alarming. <laughs> it's a little alarming. Her whole job's just like organising shit and making sure that she's, it's going to happen. But I couldn't agree more. I thought on the day, I, I was sort of ready and armed to go, all right, we're just going to, if there's going to be any crises, we're all just going to be ready to jump on it. We're going to be cool. But she, she had it in hand. She was absolutely fine. So maybe that's a really good lesson to learn from, you know, obviously the benefits of having someone, especially in a destination environment, she provided. Although I, I do remember her saying to her, we went and found the Yelp dress. She's like, well, I could have helped you with that. But I was like, I just didn't know if I trusted you enough. Right. I know. It's a bit nerve-wracking. I will say, like, am I glad we had a planner? Yes. But I think we could have done a day of planner. Just okay. So I think sometimes there is a big price difference between both. And I think, yeah, look into it. But I definitely think you need a day of planner for a destination wedding, without a doubt. 
Also, I think if we didn't have a day planner, though, I feel like you wouldn't have slept for about two months. <laughs> so I, on the other hand, was glad. Her mom and I were like, absolutely, we're going to get the planner. But. Yeah, I think when you're away, if, it was, she was, if you were getting married down the yeah, road, I think I, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm always saying, to, I think it's important people use, if they can, a planner or a coordinator just to take the heat off them even if it's just lumping them with all the shit that you've organised and getting them to organise it. But I do think that you had the tyranny of distance and it was good to have someone like her on your side. And I'm so glad she came through with the goods because, you know, yes, it wasn't the best introduction. Yes, it was. Oh, the photographer. That was an interesting one because we, we didn't really want to – we didn't want to spend a lot of – time or money with the photography it wasn't like we didn't want the photography to be there all day from wake up to you know end of the party Mm. and some of the packages we looked at it's like oh we just don't need all these hundreds of photos like so we're kind of um and so we ended up going with this photographer who wasn't even the cheapest but we just as soon as we kind of looked at her photos we just got a good vibe um and it's interesting though because we most people kind of meet with their photographers before or have engagement photos we didn't do engagement photos um it's not really rich just took a couple on a bridge (laughs) yes we did well after we got engaged we had photographs (laughs) taken but we didn't do like a engagement session um and it's funny we only talked to the photographer like the day before on the phone and even though it sounds like we were kind of these strangers to each other we just i don't know as soon as we met in person it just we clicked and it worked and she was very she was great she was and I I like that she was like you know what like what do you want out of this and we kind of communicated that we don't want to spend our whole night off taking photos like stage photos we want a few of those but we just want natural candid photos of what was actually happening so the event and you know the fun and also obviously the venue and the views and whatnot and she just did such a great job of that I What was her name again? Maui Maka. Maui Maka. And I'm going to be featuring this week on uh, social media and on the blog some of the gorgeous images from your wedding because they were really, like they really captured when you look at it and going through, we were were looking at them uh, when you sent them through and going, actually, this is exactly what the day felt like, like being there. Mm -hmm. You just got that vibe. And there weren't very many. The posed photos that were there weren't like everyone lined up in a row. They were quite naturalistic and joyful, and I think that's what you want. Yeah, and it's funny because I was like, no posed photos, but she she was like, no, no, we need to have some, but she wasn't like pushy about it. She's just like, look, we'll just take them and you don't have to print them off if you don't want them type of thing. But, um, yeah, she wasn't the cheapest. She wasn't the most expensive, but I just think when you're looking at photographers, especially we just got this – vibe from her that we had to have her and luckily she was available and with your package are you able to print the photos and do whatever you want yeah yeah absolutely so it was actually funny because um she sent us uh like two days after the wedding she sent us some teaser photos but Mm. then because it's destination and um she's a one-man band she said you'll get your photos between three and six months and it was funny because I was having people being like oh have you got your photos back you got your photos back no I haven't but I'm actually glad it it, did, it took three months. I'm glad that it took that that amount of time because we had kind of well, not forgotten about the wedding, but you know, holidays happen, life went on, and then we got the email with the photos, and we were like, oh, 
Wow. And it's, we sat here with a bottle of wine and were able to like revisit the whole day again. And when we kind of come off that high and we got back on the high and it's just the photos as well. You don't realize how much you kind of miss as well. Like we had a bit of amnesia, I think, cause we're like, Oh, was that going on? Oh, were they doing that? So that was also another nice thing about the photos because we were able to experience as well what the guests were doing when we weren't around per se. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I did enjoy in the morning when we went getting ready in the – because it's sort of a plantation lodge, plantation house. Yeah. Um, And and Belinda and Luke got married outside and the photographer came in and we were all getting ready and quite relaxed. I think she was quite used to working with American brides and – I think it took her a while to get used to the Australian, like the like Belinda going. I don't want. To, I don't want that photo. Like you, you were quite like firm of going. I don't really need. Well, you know the photo of like you know pretending to put on the dress, and that's great. They're beautiful photos. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not me. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Not you know like. Sounds like I'm a crazy demanding. But I just I was like I don't want to waste time doing photo concepts for the sake of doing them. Yeah. Um, and, and she got that. What I liked, was, she yeah. just went, okay, I'm cool, I'm going to roll with it. She totally got it. As soon as you'd mentioned that, I think she had a bit of a laugh with us and moved on. Yeah, and I think in the end she kind of loved that a little more because it was a bit more, she didn't have to sit. It's almost like in a way sometimes she always have to stick to like a script of like, okay, before photos girls, before photos boys. You know, I think she liked that. We were just a bit more relaxed. What I loved about standing, so I emceed the wedding and it was so fun. It was such a great audience and I think no one really expected, especially our American guests, didn't really, have never really seen, um, well, it's not really a thing, is it, Luke? Like the emceeing. No, in, in the US usually you have, if you hired a DJ, maybe the DJ will introduce people yeah. coming in, but we, I'd never been to a wedding an American wedding that that had an MC, so it was fun to be able to play a little bit and have some fun. And uh, Michael, your DJ, Daryl, not Daryl, <laughs> and that's terrible. I don't know his name. I think it was, was really Michael. nice, very nice. But that was one of those things. I was like, music's great, but I'm not gonna like stress about finding the perfect DJ. Cause he was good. You just give a direction, you know, what type of music you like, and that's their job. They're professionals, so I don't know his name. Well, I think it was Michael, and it was it was really nice because we had a chat because he would – I'd hand the mic back and forth and we'd go up and have talks about timing and everything. But what I loved is uh, watching your photographer and the DJ and even the wait staff, like, listening, like, genuinely engaged in the day. And I've been to lots of events and hosted lots of events – that people just check out and they don't give a shit. And I think when you see people that are involved who are paid to be there, who don't need to be laughing or enjoying themselves, I looked around and saw them all having a giggle and getting into it. I think that really was a testament to how fun and relaxed the day was and that really brought me joy because I thought, oh, this is you just you pulled off a really good day when the DJ who's normally like fucking looking at his phone is like laughing his guts out. So well, that's all because of you. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't. <laughs> she, was, she, she was excellent. Well, yeah. I, well, and I think a lot of it is is we try to make it more personalized. So between yeah. Alicia as the MC and then our friend Gary as the officiant. Oh, please. He was, was amazing. I think it was nice to have that personal touch. Yeah. 
But I will say it was funny. Like we, there were some things that, like the DJ. I remember he emailed and he's like, "What's your first dance song?" And this was like the week before. And there was things like that we hadn't even like <laughs> thought about. So he spent two days listening to songs, trying to find this first dance song, and then we just kind of stumbled upon one. And ah. Uh, and it was great, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, it was just one of those funny things where, like, oh, I guess we are meant to have this organised by now. We haven't. Um, but it was okay, you know? We found a song and we're like, oh, it was just, it was meant to be, you know? I think you really, like, being a part of it, we were just so grateful to that you guys shared so much of the week with us because I think we're all such good well, we all love each other and we're very good friends. I was just so proud of how chilled out you guys were. I know Rich is sitting here silently. When are you ever silent? I'm just listening. We had a really good time. We had a great time. And uh, I think everything went really well. And the the after party was fucking great. The Sunday day oh, barbecue. Oh, right. I thought you meant... Because we, we, <laughs> yeah. we went to the bars after the wedding, of course, um, which was... Honestly, that was great because we, you know, it just flies by. And if you can try and get your venue longer or if you just, you want it to last as long as possible. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's already over. So that's when we shifted everyone over to the bar. Um, And yeah, we just, yeah, we had a great time. Saw heads the next day. But that's what was good. We had this recovery barbecue plan the next day and we were like... Slept in, then got back at it and just was able to see everyone again a little more relaxed because in this setting it was a barbecue and, you know, everyone's in shorts and T-shirts and it was just everyone there together just a little more relaxed. So. Well, and we – the original idea too is because in Hawaii we were meant to buy the the liquor and the beer and everything for the wedding. We assumed we would have some leftover, which we did, that we would just use – some of it the next day we figured we'd have more than enough to take back because we bought it all at costco and you can take it back yes nope everyone came and within (laughs) within about an hour all the alcohol and beer was gone so i think everyone i think everyone was still on um you know island vacation mode so that was great yeah a lot of day drinking which we really appreciated yeah um and also we're not alcoholics but we're sometimes but we we enjoy beverage um, I did love that. I mean, I think what was great about that day was it, it was, yeah, I mean, your mum and dad put in lots of work in sort of catering it, but they just did light snacks and it was barbecue. It yeah, wasn't complicated. It, nothing fancy. Like I said, none of it was over. I mean, the wedding, I like to think was fancy, but I don't know. It wasn't anything. It was sausages and burgers and just, yeah, basic food. But everyone was together and the sun was shining and, I don't think it would have mattered what we served. Everyone was just happy to be there and be relaxed. Yeah, and I think it was nice for everyone just, like you said, Luke, just had more time to catch up because the wedding day flies and then you sort of go, oh, I didn't talk to that person or we didn't have a conversation or I could have, you know, finished that com- that drunk conversation sober. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and it was one of those things we had some people the next day that stayed the whole time. Other people had sightseeing and kind of came and went. So, you know, that's the other thing. It's a no-pressure invite either. Yeah. So I think having it as like an optional event, that means if people do want to go and do touristy sightseeing things, if you do a destination wedding, they can go and do that. Final thoughts? Well, I, I wanted to say one more thing about Gary. 
I want to say, oh, if you're listening, thanks again, Gary. And if anyone is getting married in the Chicago yes. area and wants Gary to marry you, I strongly or recommend it. Or the U.S. It. or any country. Gary was like such a... Oh, we, I, we actually spent some time with Gary this weekend and I have had such a terrible cold. I did not have a voice to interview Gary. But we will have Gary on the show and uh, yeah, talk to him. Yeah, to get his perspective. Because it's funny because Gary, he did his certification for us and he's not a public speaker or a minister or... He's a doctor. He's a doctor, actually. <laughs> um, so it's not like he had, I guess, like the resume of a well-trained, you know, marriage... Um, what are they called? Celebrant. Celebrant. <laughs> um, but he was just perfect and he just really... Like put in the in the effort. That's that's the other thing I think because he just was so happy to do it, and that's why he made it more personal. And yeah, he just he did such a great job, and he would do the same for you if you hired him. And he's not paying us to do I, this. No, and actually yesterday at your birthday party we had a big chat, and I'm like Gary, I know you're a doctor, and I, but I know you've got the performer streak in right. you, and I think that's why Gary and I get along so well. He's a little extrovert like me. And he, I said, you should just put yourself out there. I've interviewed so many great celebrants on the podcast who have half the skills. uh, I mean, they're all great. No, (laughs) but have half the performance skills that he has naturally. Um, And I've had to learn that stuff. And I just felt that after your ceremony and people were standing around and having drinks, some people didn't know the connection that you had with Gary and assumed that you'd hired Gary. And they were like, man, that guy knew so much about them and he was so funny and he'd written this beautiful sort of um, uh, monologue about he'd taken the origins of the Hawaiian gods and goddesses and had added Belinda and Luke's love story to this, this mythology and it was just so engaging and interesting but we learnt so much and it was not formulaic in any way so I just loved it and I think hearing again as an outsider or an insider about outsider listening to people talking on the day when you were having your photos and going that guy was great who's Gary and we were just like Gary's the star he's amazing Gary oh and that's the other thing vows I that was a good thing because we did a mixture of like traditional vows I'd say and then, but we wrote our own, so it was just nice. I would recommend that because people do come up after and they're like, "Oh, I just liked how personal that was, and yeah. it wasn't just off the script." So I think, and we didn't memorize anything; we read it, which it would have been great if we memorized it. But I don't we, think it matters. We wrote the vows. The, I, I don't. Three days I think before. that we just figured that was one less stress. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. don't want to stress out about actually, having my lines memorized. Yeah, we actually wrote the vows on the plane to Hawaii. So. <laughs> Like I said, well planned. Um, but yeah, I I think that's if if you've like been considering that whether to write your own or go by the script, I think you can still have a script, but it can be your own as well. Yeah, tweak it. Yeah, I think it's much more emotive and, and personal when you add your own touches. That's what you're there for. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Let's get married again, everyone. Yes, that one, you're all. Let's do it again. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for this. I've been waiting to do this episode. You're welcome. And we're literally 10 minutes from going to the airport to leave you again. <laughs> so it's like this This is the moment. And we're all a bit hungover and we're tired. hungover and tired. <laughs> Sorry, I'm usually more expressive, but uh, yeah. We've been at Belinda's Dirty 30 in New Buffalo. Michigan. Michigan. Not Old Buffalo, which is Buffalo. And we just <coughs> finished big American-sized portions at a diner for brunch. Yeah. 
all the good things you need before you do a podcast. Yeah, and an hour time. And a 10-hour flight. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Belinda and Luke. Yes. Please get married again soon. And uh, if you would like to share your wedding story, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com. Leave me a voice message because I love hearing from Bride Chiller graduates and Groom Chiller graduates. I've received some amazing post-wedding voice messages and I would highly encourage you to sit down with your phone and a microphone or at your laptop and talk so I can share your experiences. Please subscribe if you would like to listen to the what, 300 plus episodes? 300 plus. 300 plus. Thank you, husband. Uh, all you need to do is, of course, download the Bride Chiller app on iOS and Android and follow the prompts for more information. Sorry about my voice, everyone. I'll get better soon, hopefully. Dr. Luke says I'm going to be fine. I'm not dying? Oh, great. <laughs> he tells me that now. I'm possibly dying. Send help. Uh, until next week. Happy days. Happy days, everyone. Happy Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?